0: Welcome to Cairo Feast, where we are serving up big helpings of wisdom in the successful practice of chiropractic, the world of entrepreneurialism, and extra servings of mentorship to navigate this wonderful experience we call life. My name is Dr. Jeff Danielson. I've built, bought, and sold many chiropractic practices and currently own 19 limited liability corporations. I love the entrepreneurial spirit and I pay it forward through a company called Big Fish Enterprises. I coach and mentor business owners so they don't repeat the mistakes that I made in my career. Every week, we cover a topic that will help make you a better leader and a better entrepreneur. Or maybe it's just going to be a topic that helps you become a better person. You'll want to share these episodes because in life, it is always better to pay it forward. And now, let's get into today's topic. Come and get it, everybody. Cairo Feast is online, and we are ready to serve. Hopefully, you have already listened to part one of my conversation with Michael Gerber. Michael Gerber is the author of the book E-Myth, probably one of the best-selling books of all time for entrepreneurs. And uh, if you haven't listened to part one, go back, go back, go back. Listen to part one, and now we've got part two, so get your knife, get your fork, let's get ready to feast. And here is part two of our conversation with the man, the myth, the e-myth, Michael Gerber. Let's jump back to what I mentioned early in this uh, podcast episode where you, uh, you did a blog a while ago. I don't know if you even remember all of this information here, but I'm going to test you. Um, the, the top traits that all entrepreneurs have and I was wondering if we could just touch on a few of those. Uh, well, you, you,
1: you read the top traits and I'll comment on them. Yep.
0: yep. I, I'm going to read them off to you and you can. Uh, I'll let you just run with it. First one um, you said is they need to be a control freak. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody wants to work for a control freak, um, but it seems like that is kind of, a part, of part of the package. Um,
1: well, you've got to be driven to control. Uh, the results of what you do, uh, because if you're not driven to control the results of what you do, it will control you. Right. And there's nothing worse than being controlled by the world, by your life, by all the mistakes that you make and will make constantly. And so you have to rethink the whole question of control. Control can be thought of in a negative sense, but when you think about Ray Kroc and the founder of McDonald's, control to Ray Kroc was the most positive. Um, capability on the planet because right. I can control the result. I can control
0: the result, not my people, the result. That's the result that I'm focused on controlling. That's the difference right there. Cause nobody, people don't like to be controlled, but they don't mind if the system that they're working in is controlled. In fact, it gives them, um, it gives them a little bit more comfort. It's liberating. Knowing. It's, it's liberating. liberating. It works. So I don't have to.
1: It works. So I don't have to make it up. It works. I don't have to think, I don't yeah. have to
0: think about it. I just need I to just do, do it. it.
1: You've got it. I don't have okay. to think about playing music. I just have to practice what I've been given to practice. And lo and behold, when I practice it, music shows up. You I never right. could have done that in a million
0: years. <laughs> You're making this sound a little too simple. Okay, so number two is um, self-sufficient. So that is a descriptive term for uh, one of the traits that entrepreneurs need to have to be self-sufficient.
1: Yes. Well, in short, um, I want to take complete responsibility and accountability for the rest of my life. And so I take responsibility and accountability for the rest of my life. I will never be given the freedom to create that accountability or that responsibility mostly notably the results in my life. So I'm not going to put myself in the hands of an employer. I'm not going to put myself in the hands of a leader. I'm going to put myself in the hands of God. And in the hands of God, I will learn to create just as God gave me and birthed me to do. We say born in the image of God, born to create, born to create a world fit for God. To me, that is the most critically important definition of self-sufficiency whatsoever. In short, God is truly self-sufficient. I'm simply given a gift by God to create a life for God in a way that will rise above my ordinary soul to discover heaven on earth.
0: Amen, brother. That That was beautiful. Thank you. My Thank don't. you. For that. Uh, seriously, that was one of the best things I've ever heard on my podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, okay. So next one is acting on ideas, acting, taking action on ideas. Well,
1: absolutely. Because until I take action ideas, those ideas don't become reality. And until they become reality, I am not given the opportunity to act on that reality. And as I'm acting on that reality, shaping that reality into a new reality, I'm not doing the work of an entrepreneur. Um, Walt yeah. Disney called it Imagineering. Um, he, Disney Imagineering was in fact in the business of Imagineering all new opportunities at Disney World, Disneyland, in such a way that we created something nobody had ever seen before. Walt would constantly say, seen it, seen it, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. No, I've seen that. No, I've heard that. No, I've thought that. No, something, something I haven't seen before. So the constant search for something absolutely exquisitely remarkable is what the innovative um, act is all about. And innovation is the heart of imagination. And imagination is the
0: heart of creativity. And creativity is the heart of being human. So how would you advise someone or encourage someone to actually take action on their harebrained idea? Because I think there's so many people that have great ideas, but they never take action. Um, they're, They're just not willing to take the risk.
1: Well, first of all, I have to provide them with a method to do that. And so it's the method which enables them to do that in a methodical fashion. So when I talk about the Eightfold Path, you understand there's a methodical process at the heart of each of those steps. So how to discover my dream, how to discover my vision, how to discover my purpose, how to discover my mission, step one, step two, step three, step four, how do you act on that by taking step one and seeing what happens and taking step two and seeing what happens. It's a process. It's a process. So when I say my saxophone teacher said, practice what I give you, this is how you practice. And he taught me to practice in that hour in his studio that I had to get to by bus. I had to take three buses from Anaheim to Hollywood, California, just to spend an hour with Merle Johnson, get beat up for an hour. Oh, boy effectively hear me, three buses there and three buses back. And what he taught me there is how to practice. Not how to make music, how to practice the saxophone. No, not like that, like this. No, not like that, like this. Now you do it. Now you do it. Now you, no, not like that, like this. You get it. So you understand the (laughs) work that went into that and the hope that what would come out of that would sound like the records that Merle would play of great saxophonists. And he would say, and one day, you'll sound like Benny Carter. But only if you practice like Benny Carter did and does every single day. Right. And so get it, that was infused in me. Well, it's something that we infuse in every single one of our business clients, to the degree they have the sustaining drive to stay there, to stay there, to stay there, to stay there, there, being stupid, understanding being stupid day after day, after day, after day, until it shows up. And leadership shows up, you don't make it. Management shows up, you don't become it. And in fact, it comes up by practicing the key component pieces of the puzzle. This is how we manage here. This is how we manage here. Now you do it. Now you do it. Now you do it. Stupid. Now you do it. Now you do it. Now you do it. Stupid. (laughs) So you understand nobody's a born leader. Nobody's a born manager. All we are is born to create. And given that, we don't
0: know how to do it. Right. And repetition, repetition, repetition—repetition
1: repetition of the right things to produce the right result. Right and on. the result, right result, is in the hands of God because that's how it works. And effectively, once you see that, you come face to face with that, um, Jeff. You have something remarkable to bring to the street. And what you have remarkable to bring to the street is the possible possibility of pursuing the impossible in a way that is very possible ordinarily 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 here's the work you got to do step one step two step three step four now you do it now you do it now you do it now you do it no you didn't do it you didn't do it now you do it now you do it you understand
0: it's like that now you you took a little bit of a turn with this next trait uh, by going financial on us, you said, be a savvy saver. Be a savvy saver? Did be I say that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you were happy when you said that, but uh, you, no, did, you did. I, if I ever that, said
1: that, I'm sorry, um, because I have violated that principle um, every stage of my life. Isn't that I, the truth? I yeah, think I have anything but a savvy saver.
0: Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, that uh those entrepreneurs and professionals who don't make it are usually guilty of making irresponsible purchases and wasteful investments although every every successful person will also tell you that they've failed and they've probably failed here sounds like you have uh in the past i definitely have as well <laughs> the next one uh you mentioned is curiosity curiosity is key yes Curious, you, curious. You, being curious is key. How w- how would you expo- expound on that in terms of okay? So people have an idea, um, they have a thought process. Um, they uh, maybe read your books and and figure out a a mental process, a physical process of you know putting things into order. Uh, staying curious. Um, Is that more um, a part of developing your first business or is that more in line with the improvement of your business as you go along or possibly doing something different that might be related and expanding uh, your bandwidth on your entrepreneurship?
1: All three. All three. So curiosity is key. I like to say that an entrepreneur is four different personalities. A dreamer, a thinker, a storyteller, and a leader. The dreamer has a dream, the thinker has a vision, the storyteller has a purpose, and the leader has a mission. I write about that in the books that I've just mentioned to you, very specifically in Awakening the Entrepreneur Within, the dreamer, the thinker, the storyteller, the leader. And as you get involved, immersed in that conversation, In chapter 21 in this book, I introduce Manny Espinoza. And um, that is a way of articulating the process by way I call it the wisdom of process. And when you read that chapter, jump to that chapter, um, Jeff, um, you'll get the story of who is Manny Espinoza, a white paper for a business revolution. Read that and you'll immediately follow the chapters after and you'll truly experience. I know you will. I know you will. Given your experience to date, you will yeah. truly experience entrepreneurship in a way you may not have experienced it up to this point in time.
0: That's wonderful. I can't, I can't wait to, to pick that one up. And,
1: <laughs> and what I want you to do is when you do that,
0: I want you to write me an email. OK, tell me what happens. I will. I will do that. Thank you for that. So that, and, and again, that's the awakening of the entrepreneur within.
1: Yes. Awakening the entrepreneur within is the name of the book. And by the way, Jeff, I'm going to say something here and you can um, di- discount it from the recording should you wish to. But uh-huh. I want to invite every chiropractor on the planet to participate in the dreaming room.
0: Yes, I was going to ask you about that, um, because I didn't know exactly what that was. And I know d- the dream is a part of that whole process. Of course. Tell me what you're doing with the dreaming room.
1: The dreaming room is a process. I've led um, to date 63 three-day dreaming rooms um, throughout the world. And what happens in the dreaming room, they discover the dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission. And effectively, it's critical that everyone who has a company um, discovers the dream, vision, purpose and mission at the heart of their company. Very few, I would say a mere handful of people within any industry, within any profession, truly understand the significance of a dream, a vision, a purpose and a mission. So we created the Dreaming Room to make that a reality. So we're now going to deliver the Dreaming Room online. Now understand, I'm in my 85th year. And when you say it's encouraging that I'm still enthusiastic about what I do, (laughs) you got to understand that it just never stops. Um, But we're creating an online Dreaming Room over four weeks, 90 minutes each week to discover your dream, your vision, your purpose, and your mission. I'm inviting you to be a sponsor of that Dreaming Room in chiropractic. And to the degree you do that, we will then share the revenue 50-50. And the revenue is $3,000 to participate in the Dreaming Room live with me for as long as I'm here on the planet (laughs) for four consecutive weeks. In 90 minute meetings at each week. And then they can email me and ask me questions about what I said in that dreaming room. Okay. So we're inviting up to 50 people to participate in a live dreaming room online. And if you want to become the sponsor of that, all you got to do is write me, say, Gerber, I want to sponsor the dreaming room for chiropractors. I want to kick ass and take names. And I want to do that big time. And when we do that together, then you'll be able to include that in your resource center um, to have the impact that we're setting out to have on the professions. And we're creating the franchise prototype for chiropractic, the business format franchise for chiropractic. I'd love to
0: discuss that with you more. Oh, that's very exciting. That, that sounds like fun. <laughs> and this and all the, fun, Jeff. Now the, the 60 you've done the 63 times?
1: Yeah, 60 the live dreaming room three days, um, sixty-three times. Yes. Oh, wow. Over the past 10 years.
0: Okay. So this isn't a new thing. You've been doing this. Oh summer. no,
1: I've been doing this since um uh, we've been doing this for 15 years. I launched the very first dreaming room um in two thousand and eight. Okay. Um, and it became the this compelling question. So how do I absolutely blow the minds of would-be entrepreneurs in a way that is so difficult to do? How do I get them to understand the outcome that they need to be prepared to create? And I realized they have to have a dream, they have to have a vision, they have to have a purpose, and they have to have a mission. And the dream first, the vision second, the purpose third, and the mission fourth. And that becomes the platform upon which... They grow their job, their practice, their business, their enterprise. The job is the client fulfillment system. The practice is the franchise prototype, lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment, the three legged stool. The business is nothing other than the practice times seven plus a turnkey management system. And the enterprise is nothing other than the business times seven plus a turnkey leadership system. And because you have such an agile mind, Jeff, the minute you start reading this stuff, it's going to blow your ever-loving mind. And you'll see how absolutely critical it is to the success of any truly successful and effective chiropractic practice.
0: You know, I think this is a perfect time to to actually finish. with the last one that's on here that you wrote about the traits of an entrepreneur, and that is to take chances.
1: Oh, well give me a break. We're taking a chance right here, right, right. Now. right. <laughs> But of course we are. We have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going to happen, bad, good, or indifferent. We have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And yeah. effectively, yeah. And effectively we, we take chances all the time. Yeah.
0: Every day and every, um, every venture
1: every so, day and
0: every relationship. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Amen to that too. Um, so you're you're what did you say? You're only 85 years young, 86 years old. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I am. So you're going to be taking some chances. Uh what's next for Michael Gerber? Any idea?
1: Well, very, very simply, what's next for Michael Gerber and Luz Delia Gerber, my lovely wife, um, is we're going to find an acquisition partner to acquire. Michael E. Gerber Companies and Emith Worldwide. So the combination of those two create the Emith Enterprise, and so and we're going to be acquired by a very brash and extraordinarily devoted legacy hunter, who's going to take our legacy and transform it to reach a gazillion people worldwide. And the definition of how that's going to work, and that it's going to work. Is very very clear in our mind, and then I'll simply be liberated
0: from this path to create the next new one. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, and you know, for every legacy, you know, I, I just want you to know that uh, uh, what you've what you've done and what you've created is worthy of following. It's worthy. Thank and you. And I. Um, I um, not, not everything that's out there is worthy of our time, worthy of our energy. Um, your message is worthy.
1: Thank and you, Jeff. I appreciate you. it.
0: Yeah. Thank you for bringing it to the world. My delight.
1: I'm thrilled to bring it to the world. And I'm thrilled that I've been given the blessing to do that. Um, so I don't take it personally. Um, <laughs> it, it just happens. And it's so remarkable that it does. And to see the impact of it on the countless thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who have absorbed it and taken it in um, gives us all the true feeling associated with having lived a meaningful life.
0: Yeah. No, it's got to be very fulfilling, very it fulfilling. Is. But I love the fact that uh, that freedom that you're going to uh, experience once you have uh, transitioned into that uh uh, new chapter is, is, is going to allow you to, to dream once again. And uh, Not once that... again,
1: continuously
0: <laughs> <laughs> still coming. So keep squeezing, man, keep squeezing enough. <laughs> uh There's a lot of us out here that are uh, willing to listen to what, uh, what comes out. So we appreciate you very much. So with that, I think uh, we're going to end our time. Michael, thank you so much.
1: My delight, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks Thanks. for your passion. Thanks for your interest. Thanks for your curiosity. And thank you for the good work that you've done. Let's talk about how we can expand upon it to a degree that neither of us can imagine right now.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, For those of you that are listening to this episode, um, you're on another planet if you do not (laughs) Share this episode with five other people. So please share this episode with five entrepreneurs or people that you'd like to share this with. Um, Go and rate the podcast um, online. We would uh, appreciate you doing that so that this message, along with our message every single week, can get to more people. And we always say, stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry, stay hungry. And as always, pay it forward.